four days after the Dallas Cowboys don't show up in Kansas City. We are back for the Irish NFL show Thanksgiving special. Well, three days is Wednesday night. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy the football tomorrow night. We have got a stacked show. We don't only have two Super Bowl champions, Jimmy Trainer from Sports Illustrated, Gene Slater from NFL Network. We have the last face that we see before we go to bed on a Thursday night. The host of Thursday night kickoff on NFL Network for us. Late night football, Colleen Wolf. We are delighted to welcome you and Colleen. Welcome to the Irish NFL show. How's it going? You guys, thank you so much for having me on. This is so wonderful. As someone who is named Colleen, I feel like it's only right for me to be on the show. Absolutely. And look, it's it's an honor to have you on. Great to have you on as the first guest tonight as well, Colleen. And look, we ask everybody this. Do you have any Irish heritage? Have you ever been to Ireland before? <laughs> I have been to Ireland. Uh, both of my parents are Irish. And in fact, when I went, my dad and my uncle thought it would be a really good idea to go to my mom's hometown and just like stop at a local gas station and be like, oh, do you know where the Gaynards live? And they were like, oh yeah, like right up the street, just like go here, turn there. So we showed up unannounced with like two carfuls of family members. And then my dad and my uncle went and knocked on their door and we're like hey we're your cousins from america so not only was i like oh my god please don't do that like this we can't just show up unannounced they were so awesome they let us in made us lunch and then rolled out a family tree for us to sign <laughs> so yeah i've been to ireland and it was great Loved it. That's that sounds like a, a totally Irish story. I've had that happen with American cousins that I have, Colleen, and uh, who've who've come over, rang the doorbell, announced themselves. So it's it's certainly Wait, not. Are you serious? Yeah, genuinely, my cousin from San Francisco did just the exact same thing. So it's it's not uncommon. And uh, I, I but if you you you'll have to come back, and uh, you've got extra tour guides now to show you around the different parts of the country. Michael is up north. I can show you around Cork and Kerry. But we're delighted to to have and obviously with look the the connection we we all know about you know your your great affiliation your your hometown philadelphia it's a city i spent a summer in myself working on a habitat for humanity project living on diamond street um oh no way wow yeah. diamond street is no joke no it's no it's no joke it was <laughs> Uh, for a 17-year-old from uh, rural Ireland, that was uh, an eye-opening experience. But I, I hold Philly uh, dear to my heart even since then. Since then, I had four months in the city. It was fantastic. And um, but we know your love of Philly. We know your love of the Eagles. Um, it's it's been an interesting year for them. And I suppose Jalen Hurts is a quarterback who divides opinions even on this show. Um, interested in for for our viewers interested in I suppose hearing your thoughts on the Eagles this year and on Hertz and Sirianni okay so uh, before I get into the Eagles I just like I feel like I need to apologize on behalf of all Americans that are just randomly showing up at your door like that's not okay behavior and I had no idea that other people were doing this as well I thought it was just my family so uh, my apologies. And if I do ever make it over there again, which I really hope I do, I will definitely hit you guys up. So you have a fair warning. I won't just like, show up at my house with all of my cousins and aunts and uncles, like total weirdos. Um, also the fact that you were in Philly on Diamond Street, like for people who don't know, you were in North Philly on Diamond Street, right? Okay, yeah, for people who don't know, 
that is a, a very serious part of the city. And I one time had gotten lost there and I was, uh, I was very nervous. So that is a very interesting spot to land in coming over from Ireland, not knowing the city at all. So I feel like you probably learned a lot very quick there. No, no question about it. So Philadelphia, as you guys know, we love our team. We are ride or die with our team unless they're losing. And then we're like, oh, we're going to off someone if it's not ourselves as we keep watching them. Um, but it's, it's been a really weird, interesting year for the Eagles, especially with this new coaching staff that came in and Nick Sirianni, because he is an acquired taste, I think, for a lot of people. And his press conferences are highly entertaining. He says a lot of things that we can go back and laugh about and bring up. I mean, he gives us amazing material for all of our shows, which is why I love him. Um, the week that he was talking about flowers growing and making sure that like the soil is good for roots to grow and then he kind of got a little off track and so uh looks like it's going well though and that there are flowers popping up out of that soil now because the team has slowly started to come together and i don't think that it's a coincidence that it started to come together when they finally started to run the ball which we, if, if Nick Sirianni listened to Sports Talk Radio in Philadelphia, he would have learned this way earlier in the year because everyone has been telling them that they need to run the ball. It, when we did Thursday Night Football there, when the Eagles played the Bucks, there were constant chants about run the ball. There were poor like kids that were left after the game, after the Eagles lost, just still holding their run the ball signs, clutching them. So to see the Eagles doing that and to see them having success, it warms my heart. Also, I think it's really interesting that just the, the schedule quirk that they have, that they don't have to fly again the rest of the year. They don't have to go to an airport, which is incredible. As someone who goes to an airport week in, week out, I have off this week. I'm so happy about it. There's a lot of things that you, a lot of problems that you run into and Hudson News, uh, Newport News, no, it's Hudson News. I mean, honestly, like they would go out of business if I wasn't in an airport every week. So I think that that's a huge, huge bonus for the Eagles. The fact that they're home, they finally got a home win. So they should feel really happy about that. And I think that they could really sneak into the wild card spot, which is something that I did not see coming. Colleen, over the past year, we've been very fortunate to interview a number of your colleagues at NFL Network, and they all always bring some great stories. Uh, Tom Paracello told us about the fact uh, on free agency week, he was doing the show without any trousers on and unique stories like that. Have you got anything you want to share <laughs> over your, from your well, I am wearing pants right now, so <laughs> I hate to disappoint. Tom P <laughs> definitely one-upped me there, but it's it's such a fun place to work. I I never really dreamed that I would be able to get the job when they I, I went out, I auditioned, and I was like, wait a second, you want to fly me out to Los Angeles to audition for a job just talking about the NFL on a national level? I was like, yeah, okay, cool, no problem. So I went out and treated it like I had never been to Los Angeles before. I told my husband, like, take off work. Let's make a trip out of it. We rented a car. We went out a day early. We went on a little, like, uh, bar crawl, which is a smart thing to do before an audition. Uh, but you got to stay loose, guys. And so I showed up for the audition um, a little hungover, not going to lie. But I 
thought I bombed and I guess I didn't. So I got the job. And ever since then, there have just been so many amazing people that I've met and like doing Thursday night football with Seesma senior and Michael Irvin and Joe Thomas, like they are brothers to me. I, I feel like I have just such an incredible family there. And I, there's so many stories that like, I'm not even sure I can just pinpoint one because it's like, I feel like the, it's like the news cycle in my brain just refreshes and I forget about what just happened. But meeting some of the people that I've met there has just been the best part of the job. Colleen, um, sure, if we didn't know you were Irish parents beforehand, turning up a little bit hungover to a job interview would have sealed it definitely in relation to it. <laughs> and, and I want to add just for Tom Palacero's kind of good name around NFL Network, he shared that he was having a shower when one story broke and therefore he just had time to put a shirt on and pant and underpants. He didn't have his trousers on. It isn't that he's sitting there during free agency with no pants on generally, just to, to clarify. <laughs> exactly. Well, also it's like when we're working from home and the camera shot is like just our like torso up. I mean, I've done half of my shows in sweatpants and like, yeah, like it, it's, it's very comfortable. I'll have like a blouse up top. And sometimes I don't even do my hair in the back. Like I'll just like curl the sides and let it ride. And then if I like happen to turn around, everyone's like, what is going on back there? Like I literally just wake up. But Gilleen, you kind of alluded to your time in the NFL Network. You've done it on all sides of the camera. I mean, you've been a producer, you've been an analyst, you've been a writer, you did a lot in the production side. And now you've got this this role, I want to say it's like herding cats. I mean, there's a great Latin expression, key custode, ipsus custodes, who watches the watchmen. And you as host have to rein in all of these, you know, magnetic personalities. I think of um, Ernie doing Inside the NBA and he's got Shaq and, uh, and uh, Charles Barkley. I mean, you've got Steve Smith and Michael Irvin, which is a bit of a, or Irwin, which is a similar co com combination. How do you find that on the Thursday? Just trying to rein them in and keep them contained because Michael Irwin the other week was talking at Bill Belichick there wasn't a conversation yeah. back he was just he was just talking at him basically right yeah that's usually that's usually how it goes um I it is I was actually thinking about reaching out to Ernie Johnson and being like how what do you have any tips for me here but it's uh to like in all honesty I feel like I thrive in an atmosphere of chaos. Like I would much rather do a show like that with those personalities on that stage than to do something that is not live in a controlled environment with people who are gonna just stay in their lanes because that's really boring to me. I love the element of surprise and it is just like a whole bag of surprises with, with those guys on Thursdays and you never know what you're going to, I mean, even last week we had some crazy fans like cursing and screaming and trying to fight Kyle Van Noy or something. And like, I mean, there are so many things that happen. I'm just like, all right. Uh, I, like, so my dad is an air traffic controller and I think about it like that sometimes because everyone in our family is like a little ADD, but if we have like 10,000 things that are thrown at us at once, then we can actually sustain way better if we like, as opposed to just having like a couple things to deal with. So it's, it is an interest, it's a really interesting job and there's no right or wrong way to do it. I kind of got thrown in and my first show I ever did on the road, it was in Cincinnati and Steve, 
Smith and Irv had never really worked together before and they did not get along in the beginning and that was real and we have come such a long way from that the two of them like genuinely like each other and we all it, it's like been a really beautiful thing to watch the two of them kind of figure each other out and then our show to kind of figure out where everybody should be and like the voices on the show and like the characters on the show because they're not far from how they are in real life at all so it's it's just it's a really weird fun show to do I love it and, and being serious here now like when we're watching the show on the Thursday night you, you know you can see that progression we're sitting there it's maybe like midnight 12 30 and it's not good that I'm like oh, I, I I should stay up here I should stay up, but if I stay up, it's 4 a.m. It, it's good. It's really, really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. I want to take you back to something that's very, very positive for at least a few of us in this chat, maybe apart from you, Brian, as a Giants fan, talking about Philly, talking about your background, your love for Philly and the Eagles. Uh, as a Broncos fan, I was pulling big time for you to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but how, how was that year for you? Like that, that game, like it was almost like watching Rocky. It was like Rocky Seven. Adrian oh moment God. whenever Brady had the ball with like five seconds to go I was like a 12 year old kid going nuts please God please like I was buzzing for the Eagles and uh, I'm not an Eagles fan in case everyone's thinking but just delighted for the city of Philadelphia which is a great city as well I love you know what guys I can come on anytime I mean if this is how the shows usually go I love it um, I'm always available that year was really surreal because I never I always set the bar extremely low and then that way I'm not disappointed ever and you know if anything I'm surprised and it's it's wonderful if things don't turn out terrible and so I usually think the Eagles are going to be awful every single year and even that year when they were so successful with Carson Wentz and he was in the MVP conversation and then he had the game against the Rams where he got hurt and so it was like everything came crashing back down because I had started to sort of let myself believe in the Eagles at that point and then I remember I was like oh okay cool like that's of course of course that's gonna happen so what like you're telling me that Nick Foles is gonna come in and like make a run with this team and that's exactly what happened and it was so wild because I remember that NFC championship game against the Vikings and the Vikings defense was so good that year and they just did not show up and I thought that that was going to be the most difficult game for them. And they won a bunch of different ways in the playoffs that year. It wasn't all the same recipe. And Doug Peterson did such a good job putting Nick Foles in a spot to succeed. And I remember, like, of course, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl and it's in Minneapolis in the winter. Like, it is freezing. It was so cold there. So, you know, it's not like we're in Miami or like New Orleans. But that's okay. I'll take it. No big deal. So I remember going and that day I was able to do the pregame show for the Super Bowl, which was so cool in and of itself because I just was able to like kick back and Mike Garofolo, who I do a lot of the shows with, he's also from Philly. But he's a reporter and so he won't like really lean into it as much as I do. And so it was great. I could be a homer all morning long. And then I remember walking to the stadium and being on the field and seeing the Patriots warm up and then also being by the Eagles bench. And there was just this like weird buzz. And you could tell that the Eagles players were just so much looser than the Patriots and it was almost like they had already won the game and I never think like that ever but I was like I think 
I could feel it. Like, I think they're going to win. And then watching them with the Philly special, the whole bit, like I, it was such an amazing experience and it was so much fun. And then when the Eagles finally won, there were a bunch of Eagles fans around us. And, you know, my best friend was with us and she was FaceTiming her family crying. And like, it, it was, it was great. And I still have a ton of confetti that I haven't done anything yet. It's just like in Ziplocs. And sometimes I'll reach into like a weird pouch in my suitcase and like pull out some confetti from then. But if you haven't experienced it with your team yet, hopefully you get to, it's just a, an experience that's unlike anything else. And uh, my wife is actually from Minnesota, so I can attest to those cold winters. Oh. Isn't that stadium something else? That it's I love it. I really love that stadium. And they do a really good job with like all of their pregame stuff. And in terms of stadiums that are enclosed or just that have roofs, um, that's one of the nicer ones. That one doesn't feel like it's dark and, and inside. It's It has this, somehow they've been able to kind of get that same feeling like you're you're outside it's a huge huge stadium too it's it's honestly I'm not blowing smoke it's one of my favorite places to watch a game because the fans they come out in huge numbers it's not like a lot of stadiums we've been to uh because it's like you know people are working they have jobs on Thursdays so they're not always at the games right away and that it doesn't matter in Minneapolis they show up and that place is packed and just before my, my question comes in, uh, it would be remiss of me not to ask, because I know our viewers will have seen your dog come in and out a little bit. What is, what is your dog's name? Because we will have viewers who will have seen it and will want to know. <laughs> okay, so I don't know which, I have two running around here. Uh, their names are Dasher and Blitzen. They really love the holiday season. <laughs> I think and that was Dasher I who came through though. I, I, I'm intrigued to know around, because um, like on this show, you make your picks every week. Uh, and in terms of the, you were the lone wolf who went for the Washington football team this week. But how, how do you decide on, on making your picks? Is, that, is it a gut thing or, or what's your process? It's agonizing. I spend way too much time. To, in fact, uh, I was supposed to get my picks in two hours ago. And I just remembered that I haven't done it yet. And so that's the next thing I have to do right after the show. And I, it's, it's such a process. And honestly, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot that you're going to get it. But I'm very competitive and I'm competitive with myself. And so I will be so, I mean, you can, my husband every week, he has to hear me be like, no, I should have taken the Colts. I knew Jonathan Taylor was going to go off this week. What? So it's a whole thing. But I usually... And so it's tough because I have, we usually are making picks, um, at least for the, the website, the ones that are on YouTube, we're doing those on Tuesday. And it's agonizing for me because the injury reports aren't like, you just don't know who's going to be available. You don't know who's still going to be limited or if somebody pops up late on the injury report, that's Dasher running in the, the kitchen now. Um, so it's, I, I always look at injuries and then I always try and look at matchups too, like in terms of pass rushes and offensive lines. Um, and then obviously like home away, I'm looking at weather reports. I mean, I'm putting like way too much time into this, but it's all of that makes a difference. And every time 
we talk about games on like our weekend show for Good Morning Football Weekend. Uh, it's not just like, okay, cool. Let me talk about Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey because they're awesome. It's like, well, I, I want to make sure that there's a reason I'm bringing them up. And usually it's because someone is injured on the other side or someone is coming back, making their debut or whatever it is. Those are the things that I find really interesting. And then I have to go down like 17 different rabbit holes to like find out information and text people and whatever else. But it's all, there's just so many things I feel like that go into it. Colleen, at the London games, we were fortunate to have media passes uh, for both games. Are, are you taken back by, I suppose, the explosion over the last decade of NFL across Europe and obviously next year now with the German games coming as well? Oh my gosh. I, so I've already been like, can I please go to the Germany game? I have not been able to go to any of the London games yet. And I love London. It's been, I did, I studied abroad there. I just, it's, it's always a fun place to go. And it's a good spot to like a jumping off point from coming from here and then anywhere else I want to go. So not that I travel that much, but I just really like London. Uh, so I'm really trying to get over to one of the international games because they look like such a blast on television. I'm usually have to anchor the coverage in studio, but it looks really cool to see everyone in the stands wearing different jerseys and everybody's everyone's getting along it seems and that's not the case usually over here you're not going to go to a game and have like 17 different teams represented in one row and I feel like that's that's something that's really unique about the games over there I'm I'm really dying to go to the German Germany one like no question so maybe I'll see you there you anchored the London game between the Jets and the Falcons. We we were uh, it was great to meet, and she was very kind. Melissa Stark before the game. That must have been what like four a.m. your time that game. Like I can't even remember now. Six a.m. Oh maybe? yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, it's like <laughs> ten o'clock for you at night for you guys right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty past ten. Yeah. So it's like okay for like one week out of the whole season, I had to get up really early. Like it's not that bad for me. It sucks for you guys. You guys are very loyal. But that game, I think. I think I left my house at like, um, I think I got up at 11 o'clock at night and then left around like one because then like we got to do mic checks and all that other stuff. But we were live on the air at like 4 a.m. for that for that game. That was the game that Kyle Pitts finally went off. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Good one. Um, Colleen, it's, I mean, you were absolutely right. The atmosphere of London games with the different jerseys is amazing. I mean, this year we saw more Texans jerseys there than we did Broncos, for example, which uh, hurt some of the people really? on the show more than me. But uh, it, it's always it's always <laughs> good to see if you like, you know, you see the jerseys of like, well, who's wearing what? The thing in relation to throwback jerseys or particular players that you see a proliferation of. More than a few Mac Jones and Daniel Jones jerseys, which start to get interesting and confusing but uh on a on a well, slightly more serious note i i you know i think everybody's probably seen uh, an infamous video or kind of infamous video with you back in 2017 with michelle lynch where uh he propositioned you live on camera he asked you out <laughs> and then he noticed your wedding ring and and then in a very way i mean that was quite funny it was quite innocuous and quite sweet but on a on a serious note there have been challenges, obviously, with the diversity challenges in the NFL, with female journalists getting suitable access. You can think back to the inner science issues with Brett Favre as a classic example. But now, fast forward a reasonably short period of time, as we're alluding to, like you host our Thursday nights in relation to it. 
you've got great uh, people like Laura Rutledge, you've got Kay Adams on Good Morning Football, you've got Carissa Thompson, obviously, over in Fox. The, you know, the list goes on with Lindsay Jones from The Athletic, amazing journalists like Mina Kimes. The list literally goes on. To us as casual fans who aren't obviously in the media in the US there on a daily basis, it seems like a step change has been taken. I'm just wondering about your perspective on do you really think that uh, evolution in terms of diversity and access has been broken or is there still more to be done? I, there's always going to be more that needs to be done, but I do think that we've made some good strides just looking around and you mentioned so many of the amazing women that work just in the NFL, but just in sports in general. And I think that as more faces are represented and more voices are heard from, it becomes easier for people to realize, oh, you know, it's okay. Like, wow, women, they also like sports and wow, women can also like do things. It's kind of crazy, but it's like, we, there's so many stereotypes that we have to fight all the time and that's never going to change. But for me to be able to work with so many talented women, and I think that that's really important too, because a lot of women are being hired because they are smart and not just because of the way that they look. And a lot of times beautiful women are also smart. So two things can be true at once. And it's, I think that we have a really good group of women that we've worked with at NFL media and just in general, I mean, I'm, I'm good friends with Mina Kimes. And I think that there is, it's not like, I don't want to say sorority, but it's like a it's sort of like a club that we are all in because we all deal with the same type of stuff. Um, and so we have a lot in common. And I think that it's been, I've seen a, a change in terms of women supporting other women. Like I'm a big believer in like, we're gonna be way stronger together instead of pitted against each other, which naturally there's only so many opportunities and so many jobs. And so that's how it's kind of set up. But when it comes down to it, like it's not anyone's fault whether or not they're getting these jobs. It's like the decision makers. So like you, you want to band together to support each other. And then we end up, you know, making out way better in the end. So I'm very like rah, rah, let's go for all the other women that I work with. <laughs> We've been very fortunate to have uh, had Mina Kimes on. Now look, we haven't had our dog. Is it Laurie on yet? You know, your dogs have made an appearance. Lenny. Lenny, I, yeah. I, I, Lenny is Mina, no joke. I'm so sorry. Lenny is, <laughs> he is like, we went hiking, me and Mina, and she brought Lenny, and I had to like watch Lenny for a second. She was like, just don't make any sudden moves or really like look at him. And I was like, okay, no problem. And Lenny's <laughs> tiny. Like, but I was terrified of Lenny. <laughs> And <laughs> just look, just the last one for me, Colleen. Look, uh, obviously, you're not doing Thursday night kickoff this week, a little week off, but uh, Thanksgiving as a fan, any major plans? Are you going to try and get to a game or just sit down, chill out, and hope that Dak Prescott scores more than four fantasy points? Or what's the plans for Ooh. Thanksgiving and Thursday? Oh my gosh, wait. So, are you a Texans fan and you have no, Dak I'm, on your I'm a Broncos team? fan. I'm I, unfortunately wrong. I, I'm literally oh. joking. I, I hope the Cowboys win. I don't want to give them away my picks for later on in the show, but uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> about I mean, I'll, I'll take Prescott out and I'll put Mahomes in instead. Mahomes hasn't scored that many points in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. I So I, for the first week since the season started, I'm not getting on a plane tomorrow morning and going to a different city, which I'm so happy that I get to just like, chill out at home, go make some food. We're going to have some friends over. And I'm just like, 
it's going to be nice to just sit on the couch and watch games just like a fan and not have to worry about, okay, like who did what there and what happened and what's their, what's their stat line right now? And like, what happened coming into this game? Like I can just relax and watch the games. Now, Bears and Lions, it's not like that's a good game, but I will watch every single second of it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if DeAndre Swift is maybe going to like carry the Lions to their first win. That could happen. But I think the the Bears, they're going to win that game. And hopefully Matt Nagy doesn't get fired the next day because I've seen those reports flying around. Uh, It's a a little touch and go in Chicago right now. If they lose that game, I think he's definitely going on Friday. I know, I know. I mean, but like, who who tells someone that they're going to get fired later that week? Like, if the reports are true, he was told on Monday that he was going to get fired on Friday. If that was me, I'd be like, later, I'm out. It's Thanksgiving. Instead of Black Monday, it's Black Friday this year. Literally Black Friday. So there you go. Exactly. Kali, <laughs> well, we we are glad that you get to enjoy Thanksgiving on, on the the, the couch watching the games. There's play, there's a veritable feast of uh, football and um, uh, fans over here will get to, to watch it. We know that uh, NFL Network starts in Ireland at 3 p.m. We also look forward to the rest of Thursday Night Football for the, the rest of the season. I remember Mark Ingram when the, the Ravens won the, the championship. So maybe there'll be something like that again to look forward to. But we cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on to the Irish NFL show. We hope to see you in LA in February. Yes, listen, let me know when you're here um, and then I'll let you know when I'm in Ireland and we'll do this all the time. Fantastic. Thank you.